Hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Cinematic Roundtable Podcast, a weekly series in which we talk current events in the world of film. I am Bobby. And I am Rhino. And thanks for joining us today as we discuss some big film news, as well as give our opinions on our favorite guilty pleasure movies, talk about the uh, Universal Monster Universe, a.k.a. the Dark Universe, Mm. and tell you about the trailers that came out this week and whether or not we think those movies are going to be good or garbage. But Rhino... Before we do that, as always, what you been watching, man? Uh, not much. Not much new. You know, I've been. Uh, I revisited uh, the Zack Snyder Man of Steel film. Okay. Um, cause my boy Soups is in it, so mm-hmm. I gotta. If I don't watch it, Zod wins. And Zack Snyder, a good a good Green Bay man. He's <laughs> you know got to support the cause. Yeah, I, I I suppose. Um, that's why I watch it. But but no, I, I mean it. I think I. Am more in the camp of it gets better as I rewatch it, and at this point, I I really do love it. So, so okay. it's it's a movie that I'm I'm pretty excited to watch whenever I pop it in. I like it. I'm not ready to love, mm. um, but if I also lovers pizza. Yeah, I also like it a little bit more every time I watch it. Okay. So maybe I'll hit the love at some point. I think I got to watch it like at least a half dozen more times. But I've seen it about four or five times at this point, and I, the first time I did those not are rookie like numbers. It. You got to bump those up. The first time I did not like it. And then I watched it again, I believe with you, and I was like, okay, this is better than I thought, but I'm still not crazy about it. And then I watched it again, I was like, okay, I actually, I like this movie now. And that's kind of where I'm sitting at this point. Yeah. But Zach's an acquired taste. You got to get there. You yeah. got to be mature yourself not before all you view the material. You know? Yeah. So. I know that's your favorite movie because you watched it with your football team about 10,000 times. It's, you know, that's how we get hype. Those are get hype mix. That's everybody's get hype mix. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Bob, what have, uh, what have you been watching? You watch that was, anything? That was it? That was all your olds? You're just Man of Steel? Yep. All right. Yeah. That's fine. I've been watching TV. Sorry. Okay. Anything? I know we're not a TV podcast, but anything that, that we should be watching out for? Uh, you should. Uh, there's a series, uh, American Gods. Uh, Brian Fuller is the executive producer on it. He did a Hannibal TV show, mm. and it's awesome. It is very cool. American Gods is? American Gods I, mean, I know is, you love Hannibal. So. I do. It's in your pantheon of great television shows. It, it definitely is, yeah. Okay. And I think it's smart. It's visually very, very stunning. Um, and I, knit, I didn't know anything about the graphic novel going in. It's based off a graphic novel. Uh, but it's it's pretty freaking nuts. Like, I, I haven't really ever seen anything like this okay. before. So. Brief synopsis, real quick. Man, that's... A couple sentences, just like... Um, I mean, I don't know necessarily how much of the story is actually a spoiler, because it happens pretty dang quick. Okay. But uh, basically, main guy, you know, he you start off the the show with him in prison, um, and he his wife dies the day before he's supposed to get out of prison, which is a real bummer. Uh, so so they let him out early, a day early, because his wife died, and he's basically making his way to the funeral when he runs into Rod's dad from Hot Rod, um, and he's he's basically like a god like how we would like understand them today and like there's old and new gods with like egyptian gods and different stuff like that and it's it's a whole wacky kind of trip and at one point gillian anderson plays like uh i love lucy and she plays um like a bunch of different people so this sounds kind of out there it's super out there okay oh, it's what, real what network trippy. does this stars okay so it's premium Okay. You pay the big bucks. Yeah. yeah. So. It's no Skinamax, but no, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 But well, it's, it's it's got a budget on it, for sure. 
I've uh, I've taken a break from my TV watching after I completed the last season of House of Cards. Get back to a little bit of movie watching, and by a little bit I mean a very little bit. Mm-hmm. But I did catch a 2017 movie that I have yet to see, and surprisingly it was kind of busy in theaters, at least by us. And that is Life. Mm. Uh, Daniel Spinoza directed, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, Rebecca Fergie Ferguson, and uh, is it based off the board game? It is. It is not based okay. on the board game. Does At least, it, are there any similarities? Could you draw a comparison piece? Uh, I I probably couldn't. Okay. I mean, if I I haven't played Life in a long time, so there's that. But uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty tough. I I will say that Life for me. If you don't play Life every <laughs> six months, then Death wins. I feel like yeah, I guess life. Death is winning. Yeah. Um. So Life, the movie, not the board game, is kind of this amalgamation of Alien, and I'd say like the 1982 The Thing. It's kind of like that. Okay. Which, and when Describe you have like the greatest films. Yeah. So. so when you say those two films, because there's like, they fall in like some of the pantheon of like horror, greatest horror sci-fi films. Like yes. Those are two of the top two. Those are. Yeah. Those um, are them. So it, the story derives a lot from that is what I'm saying. Okay. The quality, not so much. Mm. So I've been thinking about it and I was just like, what do I really like about this movie? And I'll say it's two things. The acting. I think it's very well acted. Okay, not surprised by that. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, got some top tier caliber mm-hmm. acting. Uh, even though one of one of those top tier characters goes down pretty early, mm. which is unfortunate. So it's like the Alien Covenant effect. Yeah, gotcha. But some of them make it pretty far, so that's okay. pretty cool. Um, so it, it gets and all everybody in there, even some of the lesser known actors, I think, do a pretty good job. And two, I think it was shot pretty well as well. There's no okay. like iconic, more like you know whatever quote unquote money shots in this movie that like really stand out to me. But it felt very claustrophobic. The times it was supposed to be scary and it was supposed to be intense, I felt, you know, I was kind of gripping my seat a little bit, and mm. I it was intense. With your butt? Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. gripping with my butt. Yeah. Been. Uh, that is your superpower. For those of you out there that didn't know that, I've been Bobby can grip life. any mm-hmm. surface with his butt. Coconuts. Yeah. Ice cubes. You prefer coconuts? I Coconut. believe. I've been told that. Um. So, anyways, it's yeah. Grapevine. It's the movie's about. Uh, extraterrestrial alien that they find on Mars. They bring it to the International Space Station. and The space station? The space That's station. That's a classic space station. And they study it, and things go bad, and it eats people. Okay. Right? Essentially. Oh, it eats people? Well, kind like of. Kind of. It, like it's a weird. snake? Like it Basically, you could, it kills straw. people. You can infer you know, all this from the trailer. Okay. Really getting into Does it go through their butts? Uh, I don't know. Okay. So maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember if it goes At this point, butts. we're at a strong maybe for the butts. Yeah. Yeah. But um, here's what we're, what really not good. The writing. I think what, what really not good? Yeah, it went really not right, good. You should not write either. <laughs> yeah. It, the writing was just, it wasn't good. Okay. It was confusing in spots where the movie just couldn't be confusing. The characters didn't really stand out as being that interesting at all. And to me, if your characters aren't interesting, then your plot's got to be exceptional. If your plot's not exceptional, then your character's got to be interesting. And, and this... This did both bad, oh, okay. and and it was very. That's pre- not good. It's very predictable, mm. and and that's kind of where it fell for me. Uh, the beginning starts off with a super boring uh, narrated intro that I was you're supposed to pay attention to, and I kind of fell off because it's very sciencey and very boring. <laughs> and I watched it with my girlfriend. These are planets. <laughs> yeah. And I watched it with you my girlfriend who is sciencey, science, and man. I was asking her, I was like, hey, like, well, what's happening? I missed something, and she's like. Uh, I think this is happening, but I don't really know. And I was like, okay, good. I'm not, I mean, no more of an idiot than anybody else. Also, uh, to note, 
She's food science-y. Yeah. She's not space yeah. science-y. Those are two very different fields, She doesn't fields, study Bob. aliens on the International Space Station. <laughs> yeah, so. so. The International? I can't say International Space Station for, for whatever reason. You just nailed it. All right, there we go. All right. Say that five times fast. But uh, another thing, too, where it was very poorly written is, or at least constructed, is sometimes a lot of the space station looks similar because, I mean, it's all hallways and rooms and stuff, right. and, you know, it's pretty crowded and cramped. So sometimes they're being chased, and I'm like, wait, I don't know where anybody is. Like, I don't know if they're behind the monster, in front of the monster. I have no, I have no idea okay. what, what's happening. So parts that are supposed to be intense, which the film generally does a good job at that, sometimes I'm confused. I'm like, wait, where is everybody? And, like, okay. I don't know. Does it fall into the sci-fi trope of, like, the ship is, like, a square, and it feels like they're running, like, out here somewhere? Like, where are they running? There's no way that they can run that far in a space station that's, like, this big. Y- yeah, and... And yeah, it feels very small. It feels like worst. very bodily, yeah. right? And everything looks the same. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get it. It was a lot of it was confusing, and that was that was the hard part. So even when I finally did get into it, when it started to get more intense, it dragged me back out a little bit. And then the end, it was just it was you know, I guess a twist, but a twist that everybody and their mom saw coming from a mile away. I'm assuming. Mm. So okay. So yeah, overall. I think it's a one, if you're into the sci-fi thriller genre, that's something that you're into, then it might be a decent Redbox watch, or if it comes on Netflix or something like that, I won't, you know, won't stop you. Okay. But, yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't waste your good dollars so to go to the theater and see it. Not worth the price of admission. No. no okay. No. So, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a huge fan. I think it's sitting at like a 67 or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes at this point, so. Okay. Makes sense to me. I've seen worse that I've liked better. So. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Maybe there's a couple we'll talk about later as our guilty pleasure. Oh movies. yeah, yeah, and oh. and some of them, some of them not so much. Some of them I just like, and they're not good. Okay, but, but I'll say that well, now. Fair enough. So, let's get into the news. All right. All right. First thing we're going to talk about, as alluded to earlier, Universal's Monster Universe. So, The Mummy just came out this week, and despite terrible reviews for the Tom Cruise-led action horror reboot, The Mummy, the picture is slated to make almost 170 million dollars worldwide this weekend. Uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, however, only that's about $30 million domestically. And uh, that would actually mark the star's biggest opening weekend of all time. But as I said before, really, really terrible reviews. Sitting at a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And oh. the cinema score, not a lot better. Man. People aren't liking this at all. A lot of trades are calling this Tom Cruise's worst movie. And it's just, it's being buried across the board. What about Oblivion? Uh, apparently people like this even less than Oblivion. I actually, I like Oblivion, but <laughs> I still haven't seen it, but it's not the worst, but thing. apparently it's on a $125 million budget and it's international, uh, numbers are going to save it from being a financial failure. And if, if anything, it will probably be a pretty big success for him. Um, kind of going that Transformers, route, although Transformers makes more money domestically should be pointed out than, yeah. than the $30 million this is going to make opening weekend. Great. So. It looks like Universal lives to fight another day, but do we think they will? Do I think they will? Absolutely. Yeah. You think they're going to? Do I think they should? Yeah. No. Okay. No. I mean, let this be known. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not our fault because let's be honest, these trailers, you guys haven't seen it either. $30 million yeah. this opening weekend, it's not our fault. Yeah. Sorry we don't want to go either. Uh, yeah. It's. I, and also, I've been pretty uh, steadfast against this movie for, for a little bit now. It just looks terrible. It does. It looks very bad. Yeah. And the concept of this universe is kind of interesting, but... I feel like companies are going about this all wrong now. The, the, the step-by-step process is you put out a movie, 
critics uh, like critics and fans more importantly like the movie. Then you put out another movie and then at the end you do a little tease of like maybe these are connected. Mm. And then you see how people react like the split and I'm um I'm breakable I'm broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm breakable. Yeah. Um that was great. And that's a cool way to build your universe and you get people talking about it and you start off on a solid foundation. Yeah. When you do this, you're setting yourself up for like these very high, uh, a very high level of anticipation for your universe. And then your universe is broke with the first film. And I'm not surprised because it looks very, very bad. And let's, let's also state that this is technically their second film, Dracula... Uh, was supposed to be the first one. Yeah. And they kind of scrapped that. Well, I mean, they did scrap it. Yeah. But I don't know. It was never really... It wasn't this universe, though. Yeah. It was It was supposed to maybe spawn a universe. Exactly. Which they is were never how they probably should have approached this one. I was like, maybe this one will do it. Yeah. And then they would have been like, no, this wasn't it either. Yeah, but they got, they got cocky, kid. Yeah. They did. But and... I've heard that there are aspects of it that are interesting enough to where people might come back for a completely different film and yeah. sit in a seat for two hours. I've heard that Russell Crowe is very cool as uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which Makes sense. doesn't surprise anybody because mm-hmm. he's Russell Crowe and he can basically do no wrong. Well, here's things to build off of. You have Tom Cruise. I mean, yep. uh, you have Russell Crowe. But people are are pooping on him too now. <laughs> yeah, Not I just mean, the movie. I haven't seen I mean, this level very much of hate the face for of Tom. It. Russell Crowe, you know, while. he's barely in a lot of the promotional material. Yeah. Tom Cruise is the face of this this yeah. franchise as it sits now. Because even when the second uh, Jack Reacher came out, mm-hmm. it was like, this movie's terrible, but Tom Cruise is still there, mm-hmm. and he's great, and he keeps you entertained. But this, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing, like, Tom's dry, like, he, you know, he needs to start branching out because if he gets stuck in this rut, then he's screwed. Yeah, I mean, he's always got his major franchises to fall back on. Mission Impossible. Yeah, and yeah. Edge of Tomorrow 2, yep. Live, Die, and Repeat, and Repeat, yep. you know. Um, Live, Die, who gives a shit about a title. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um... Okay, they have, there's good things here. I also like Johnny Depp, Mr. Invisible, or an Invisible Man, sorry, not Mr. Invisible. No, I'm going to miss Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, and also, they're in talks, we talked about this last week, in talks with... Uh, this is not a good with, thing. With The Rock? Yeah. If he's Van Helsing, then yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's the Wolfman, then, then not, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how they go, but I think casting The Rock in your movie, if, you know, obviously, if you use him correctly, is, is good, and he's one of those guys, like Tom Cruise, yeah. that shows up. I mean, although... This seems like not that. I don't want to prejudge a movie because I hate doing that. I hate when I say, like, oh, this movie's terrible when you haven't seen it. Right. I see that across the internet all the time. IMDb, half those ratings or whatever are from people who never even saw the film. They just make prejudgments on it. But we're not talking about just us, though. No. We're talking about filmgoers as a whole. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Cinema scores are bad. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes on both sides, whether you're critic or fan, it doesn't really matter. Twitter's rough for the mommy right now. And the box office. Like yeah. it's not domestic, right? Yeah, the domestic yeah. box office. Sorry. Um, yeah, international box office. People really like the stuff. So I mean, maybe I, they just have really good voice actors over there that make possible. the material okay. Yeah, Transformers must have incredible voice actors. Yeah, and also it's worth noting that I mean, American films, especially like these big kind of tentpole movies, mm-hmm. they have incredible effects. No, oh, yeah, like it is like world leading effects. So. I guess maybe other places just wait, and then they go to these big ones just because it looks pretty, which I guess that's why people show up for Transformers. So 
Yeah. I don't know. So you think there's not a doubt, like, it doesn't matter about the, these reviews, they're going to keep pumping them out if they keep making money? I think so. Transformers, yeah. the Transformers motto? Yeah, the Michael Bay formula. Yeah. It works. I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I do want to check it out. And and yeah. for me, I prepay I for um, for MoviePass, so I... You, you don't know. have to pay anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like, if I go to this movie, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, because I'm not paying good money, but if I were somebody out there... There's like a whole conversation, I believe we've already discussed this on back when we were Comic Culture Cinema, and we talked about Rotten Tomatoes and whether or not that ruins the movie-going experience for people. If people are like, oh, it doesn't have a good Rotten Tomato score, so I'm not going to see it. But there's that, after a certain extent, there's like, there's a stink on this movie that like if I had to pay real dollars that I didn't already prepay to like go see whatever movie I wanted, which is how MoviePass works. You pay $30, $35 a month, depending where you are, and you can go see one, you can see one movie a day, um... And uh, for that entire month. Yeah. And as long as it's not IMAX or Dolby. Exactly. And you yep. can only see one movie once. That's how it goes. They're right. Paying me to say this. I wish they were, but whatever. Um, Maybe one day. Um, so I don't have to pay any more to see this movie and I still don't want to see it, but, but I, you know, I'll check it out because I don't want to prejudge it and they're building this whole universe and I like Tom Cruise and I like Russell Crowe and, yep. and it's, there's a big conversation around this movie right now and I feel obligated to see it. Yeah. But if I were someone who had to pay real dollars to go see this movie, like outside of that. Like me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I'm gonna. I'll ask you to come. Yeah. And, and we, I'm gonna go. Um, so I just... I you know, I, I'll go. I just... I, I don't know if I like it. Uh, so yeah, it just doesn't really inspire a lot of hope for the upcoming mm-hmm. upcoming films. But, but you know what? Tom's doing other things, and he's fallen back on some big franchises. And he's... Uh, it's really inspired him to go back to the well. I want Vanilla Sky too. You know, am I, am I the only one? Uh, well, close enough. Not really. But uh, not really. Uh, Top not Gun, at all. Top Gun Two is uh, it's finally in the works, and Tom Cruise has some new details concerning this pick. Its title, and mm. according to the star, the new long detail. Awaited, the long awaited sequel will go by the name Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Somebody's getting a little cocky, kid yeah, yeah, in his later years, yeah, naming the movie after himself. Why not? Uh, we don't really have too much details other than that this movie is supposed to start filming, I believe, in 2018. Okay. Is where they kind of have it okay. set now. It's in, you know, pretty early pre-production, it seems like. But uh, what are you, are you excited about it? Does the... The t- Kilm seems excited. So if the Kilm's excited, then yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit on board. Not so fat Val Kilmer. Yeah, no, yeah. he lost a lot of weight, man. Good for him, He's man. looking, he's good looking good. Um, I mean, I love Top Gun. It's, it's a weird one to yeah. revisit, but... But I almost get it in a way because, I mean, today movies and especially music have gone the route of like 80s is coming back. And like the way 80s films and 80s music was constructed is very much the way that like artists are approaching music now Mm -hmm. um, and film. So I get that like rebooting something like this, like big action, you know, awesome music, big stars that that hits today clearly with terrible The Mummy. Um, but, but I don't know. I, I feel like if they have a good story for it, then yeah, it, it feels a little like a cash grab cause it's been so long, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I don't know. Like our generation's like view on Top Gun. Like, I don't know like younger people's take on Top Gun. I know my younger brother's never seen Top Gun. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't know what the cutoff is. I know growing up, it was always one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love and Top like Gun. I, for like a long time as a kid, I wanted to be like a naval pilot because of Top Gun. 
And I, I've heard that story numerous times. Like, oh, I wanted to do this because of Top Gun. And I'm sure there's a whole generation of naval pilots. I just pilots wanted to sing a girl on a bar pilots. because of Top Gun. See, you took the high road. Yeah, see, that's, you took the road less traveled. That's the dream, I think. Or maybe the road more traveled. Yeah, probably. But then she uh, finds out I'm not a naval pilot, and then yeah. it doesn't work. So. Yeah. And your name's not even Maverick. But you keep going back to the well. So, and I love Top Gun because it's booze there. It's easily one of my favorite movies, like of all time. And like I just, top two. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's there. It's there. <laughs> that beach volley, the shirtless beach volleyball scene alone. Oh yeah. But I'm not excited about Top Gun too. Like. I mean, I'm. It's hard pressed for me to get excited about any movie that I haven't seen anything for yet, yeah. like trailers. So you know, the first trailer comes out for Top Gun two, and I could be eating my words and be like, "Oh, I'm, just, I'm real excited." But at this point, I'm just like, I don't know. It just. How many times have we seen? I was trying to actually do a little bit more research. Also, on I'm gonna miss Goose, movies. man. No Goose. Yeah. Like a whole movie without him. Yeah. He was the the like linchpin for the entire plot of that movie. Heart and soul. Yeah. He's a good man. I love Goose. Maybe he'll like force ghost. He'll force fly. <laughs> now we can re- you guys better be listening. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, it's not doing it for me so far. Okay. Title, I could give crap about the title, whatever. Yeah. You could just call it Top Gun 2. Like, yeah. Honestly, like, I'll be okay. Top Gun 2. I think that's basically what they call it. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, Maybe that was in the negotiation for his contract. Yeah. Back when they started they talking about it and there was like a synopsis about they could a year name it ago, Tom Cruise Jet Plane. Or maybe like a year and a half ago. It was dealing with uh, Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, as more of like a uh, an instructor. Okay. So kind of going that route. Passing the torch. Now he's the mentor type of thing. Yeah. Which seems Never like, seen that before. And I don't know if that's still what they're running with. That was like reports as of like a year and a half ago. So, the, you know, that script could have changed hands so many times. Also, that might not even have been an actual script. That's yeah. just reports. But that seems like the most I just told you that while you were on the can. Yeah. You took it as fact. Yeah. yeah. Some, some guy told me, some insider named Rhino. Mm-hmm. And... I am inside. It seems like the most generic story, and I hope they don't go with that. Also, there was stuff about, like, drones and stuff, too, and I was like, oh, that's the most, like, 21st century thing ever, so. Yeah. Uh, well, what can they do? They got to go to Caney Mountain or something? <laughs> like, what's your deal? I don't know. What's the story got to be for Top Gun 2? I don't know. Maybe I'm they just... They just got to play Danger Zone and blast some people and then hit on a girl in a bar. Maybe Boom, I'm Top just Gun. Uh, jaded a little bit because Ghostbusters came out over the summer, and while I didn't hate it, it was just kind of lackluster. Yeah. Like, I wasn't crazy about it, and that's kind of... Well, Melissa McCarthy's not going to be Top Gun now, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's not... I guess this isn't a reboot, it's a sequel. Yeah. So it's different. But, I mean, we've seen 80s reboots go kind of south. I wasn't a huge fan of Vacation that came out last year. I laugh. laugh. I laughed a little bit, but I yeah. overall, like, wasn't a huge fan. I mean, and, and this is different. Like I said, it's not a reboot, it's a sequel... I just, sequels after 20 or 30 years don't generally go well. Mad, Mad Max Fury Road proved me wrong last summer. But, you know, there's an exception to every rule. I guess so. Everyone? I don't know. <laughs> something people say. I think. I said it. So something I said. Clean versions of Sony films are now going to be a thing. Sony, Picture, Sony <laughs> Pictures Home Entertainment recently announced an initiative to launch clean versions of two dozen Sony films. These more PG-13 rated pictures will be available for customers who purchase the movie in its original form off of iTunes, Vudu, and Fandango Now, which I did not know was a thing until I read this report. I did know it was a thing. What is Fandango Now? Do you know? Like, it's a you know streaming app. Really? For a film, yeah. Okay. Yep, play movies. So it's- if you have a Sony TV, you can play 4K. If you don't, then go after yourself. No Ooh. 4K movies Dang. for you. Yep. Dang. That's kind of a bummer. Or it's Samsung. It's one of the two. And I'll still don't one have the big, either. One of the big dose. Dizzy-o. Yeah. Yep. Shout out. Shout out. Getting paid. 
I'm just, gonna start, I'm just gonna start throwing things out there. And yeah, maybe somebody will write me a I'm check. I'm just gonna wear a Pepsi shirt every show, and maybe they'll mm. send me some money. Pepsi, what? What you drink when there's not Coke? Bingo. Yeah, I don't they know. don't know. We won't say that on on the. Air I mean, right. whoever pays more. Yeah, I'll drink a Dew on stage. Yeah, Coke doesn't need to pay. <laughs> yeah, their product t- speaks for itself. Is that Pepsi's what you're rocking Is that a Coke? That is Coke. All right, cool. Coke, the taste of a new generation, <laughs> of a newer generation. Yeah. So uh, it was the worst idea ever i really wanted to swear but i'm trying to make a clean version of our show <laughs> um this is the worst idea i've ever heard taking hard r raunchy movies and making them pg-13 you're gonna take out everything that makes that film great and the worst part about this whole thing is that the artists that made these movies are not on board for this seth rogan yes he was very he vocal was very adamant it. Uh, yeah, against it. Is Saucer's Party one of the movies that they're looking at doing? Because uh, I was thinking. Or it might have been knocked up. Okay. I think. Why would you even go back and, I mean, I guess. Or Pineapple Express. It wouldn't it be hard to do those movies because those are on, like, um, the E! Channel or yeah. whatever all the time. Somebody's been watching the E! Channel a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's how I've seen Knocked Up so many times. Because you constantly watch the E! Channel? It's just always you only have one channel on your TV? Sometimes I lose the room. You don't have TNTino's drama? Yeah. My butt itches real bad. <laughs> While you're clinging to your seat. Yeah. Clutching some coconuts. Yeah. That's a callback. But yeah, no, it's a terrible idea. No, it is. I'm very against it. I, yeah, I don't... Maybe, I guess, maybe it appeals to parents who want to watch movies with their kids. Like, who... Like, I don't no, know. No, just put them to bed. Give them some whiskey in there. That's what my parents did. They're like, cup. they're like, this isn't a movie for you. Yeah. So you go to the other room and, you know... And I was like, okay. So I went to the other room and I watched South Park. <laughs> and then, yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, like we sent you yeah, here would, specifically not to do that. I would do The Simpsons, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. my parents would get very mad, and they'd be like, this is not a movie you can watch. Leave. And I would always leave. And there was only one movie ever where they were like, wait till you're this old, and it was 15. They were like, wait till you're 15, and you can watch The Godfather with us. Oh, So nice. I waited, I turned 15, and we watched The Godfather. Yeah. So that was the only R-rated movie that I was like, oh, I gotta wait to watch it. Yeah. To me, they already do this on television. I don't really understand. There must be... And all kids get a hold of all movies now. Yeah. Like, when we were kids, you couldn't get those movies. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... You're gonna take... go to Blockbuster in the booby section and rent a movie? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't happen. Even a 17-year-old can figure out that you can click your 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, right? That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, man, that's a guy speaking from experience at this point. <laughs> I'm just ashamed I didn't figure it out until I was 17. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. But, yeah. Uh yeah, that's, that's too specific to be improvised. Yep. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, whatever. You know, cool for parents, I guess, if that's what they want to no, do. No, not but. cool for you. No. Ryan Put your kids like to it. bed. Somebody, Give them liquor and watch your movie. Sony's just like the king sometimes of like terrible, terrible ideas. We were talking about, um, and Sony's For been real, get, though. Sony's been getting like a lot of Man. crap, a lot of flack. They deserve it. For, you know, just making some, some boneheaded moves. Yeah, for but, pooping on your favorite character. But Universal's Monster Universe and them rolling out with a whole slate saying, this is what we're going to do, and then releasing all this promotional image when they knew damn well they had a turd in the oven. Maybe they liked it. Maybe they liked it, and that's why they, like, waited so late to, like, get released the reviews. Well, yeah, I don't know. Although, it wasn't the day before. Although, you do test screenings. They did bump it up a couple so. times. Yeah. So they probably got closer and closer, more test screenings, more test screenings. People said it was poop, 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 poop. Yeah. And then eventually they're like, yeah, it's probably poop. So yeah. then you hire Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I mean, they're just, yeah. And even all that press, it still didn't get any butts in the seats. Yep. Uh, so anyway, your butts clings to surfaces. So Sony. I think it'd be there. 
Sony made a similar move with a lot of their Spider-Man movies, given the first two Amazing Spider-Man movies were not reviewed nearly this bad. The first one was reviewed pretty well. Yeah. Second one, not so great. Yeah. Um, but they but had not a whole, 17. Yeah. But they not had a 17. whole slate of movies announced, uh, you know, Spider-Man universe type of deal. And they, they kind of, they, yeah, they yeah. went home with their tail between their legs and, and they didn't release any of the and movies. And prayed to our gods Marvel. Yep. And, <laughs> and now, and then I guess what, they're back. But now they got, now they're making they more Tom, dumb movies. They got Tom Hardy, so yeah, now people are on board. That's cool. He and, needs to make that Splinter Cell movie before he makes his Venom movie. I just want to see that. Um, Stop saving Sony's butt. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to, no, to cover on that. No, we end. hate the other, idea. We hate it a stupid. lot. I want to defend it a little bit, no, but I even can't play can't. Devil's I can't even play Devil's Advocate. Patty Jenkins is apparently not signed on for Wonder Woman 2, after a bunch of reports saying that she was already on for Wonder Woman 2. Uh, sources say at Warner Brothers will soon be getting... Uh, sources say Warner Brothers will soon begin negotiations with Jenkins, who will have major leverage thanks to the movie's historic opening weekend, and that's according to The Hollywood Reporter. Yep. Yeah. No... Uh, yeah, I want to keep it clean, too. No poop. Yeah. No poop, she's got leverage. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. And also, this you know this this whole story feels very much like an attack on Warner Brothers' parts, but it's very much not. I mean, they do this for the very fact that people can renegotiate later. Yeah. And either they will make it out better, or the other party will. It's a gamble. Yeah. And, and it's not like they're mad that it did so well and that Patty's going to be asking for more money. If anything, they're going to throw her truck fulls of money. To make another Wonder Woman movie. And yeah, and it just had a historic, like, second weekend opening. Uh, it dropped 51%, I believe, which is insane. Uh, there's only a handful of films that have ever opened lower than that. The most notable one is the original Spider-Man movie. But at that point, nobody had ever seen a live-action Spider-Man movie. Yeah, so people were rushing to see it. A lot it. of word of mouth. Also, the industry was different back then without the internet being as prevalent as it was. Right. But Free yeah, no, it is... It is it is very impressive how well this movie is doing, and it deserves it. It's a very, very good movie. Um, I'm glad that it's doing as well as it is. Uh, and yeah, Patty's going to get paid. Yeah. She's going to get paid well. Good for her. Yeah. And and also, historically, Warner, Warner Brothers is known to do this with their directors. This is not like a first-time thing. They do this all the time. And then they renegotiate after the movies come out. Yeah. So, Given the history of these movies and, and what's happening, like, it makes sense. Like, yeah. maybe Wonder Woman wouldn't turn out so well or have been received so well, then, yeah, whatever. We don't need to get Patty Jenkins back for another one. It turned out the other way around. Do you think she's going to leverage more than just money? Do you think she's trying to move in, like, to a... Like their babies? No, like a bigger position. At DC? Yeah. I don't Warner know. Brothers, as far as maybe, like, some sort of big executive producer on more Warner Brothers... Uh, like specifically Warner Brothers DC films. I don't know. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know necessarily what goes down in these negotiation phases. I don't know, yeah. you know how they work, but but I know that she's trying to make a movie that's not Wonder Woman. So I'm assuming that some of that negotiation is probably going to be like, hey, like give me a movie. Yeah. Like I'm going to make you Wonder Woman too, but I want you to fund this movie that I'm going to make that isn't Wonder Woman. That's that's a huge thing too. Yeah. And that's. I think that's probably how artists should go about negotiating. It's, yeah. you know, I do one for you, you do one for me, you know? Exactly. And she deserves it, so. A one for you, one for me basis? I like it. Yeah. I like it, and I want to see She made Patty a movie that wasn't Wonder Woman, Monster, and it got Charlize and at the Academy Award, and it's awesome, mm-hmm. so. More, a little bit more DC news. So, and this kind of came out right after uh, Wonder Woman, uh, released in its first weekend, and it was talking about Warner Brothers waiting on Justice League's reception to kind of determine the future of the DCU. 
Forbes writer Mark Hughes wrote extensively about the future of the DCU, and he had this to say. The truth is, a lot is riding on how 2017 pans out. The studio wants to see how Wonder Woman performs. So far, so good on that front. As I said, this came out after that weekend. And how Justice League turns out. Before the barrel, before they barrel ahead with multiple more films each year. More films will get made, don't worry, but it makes sense to ease off the gas a little bit and be certain about the best route ahead. So this statement from Forbes writer has been getting a lot of retweets. A lot of traffic. A lot of traffic. A lot yeah. of other sites have been running the same Wait, story. Wait, so you write about the DCU and you get traffic? Apparently. I don't think so. Apparently people like the stuff, yeah. or at least they're interested enough to read it. I read his whole article. Me too. And it seemed more speculative than this statement. A lot of his article was like, I mean, not speculative. I mean, it was all on, it was all based on facts. The things he was writing about were all on facts, but he was talking about, uh, I think the title of the article was about how Wonder Woman is the first, or is, might be the last female-led superhero movie for a little while. And he started talking about Wonder Woman 2 and Patty Jenkins, how she's not on board, and also about a, a bunch of other things. Like, like I said, he wrote a bunch of stuff. Well, I thought that he stated that Wonder Woman 2 would take a back burner if it didn't do well because they were already talking about Batgirl and Gotham City Sirens. Yes, but he was also talking about Whedon and how Whedon's doing, he's going to be spending the summer doing stuff for Justice League, so the Batgirl stuff is not going to get started. He's, he, he said, I don't know, um, paraphrasing here, but he said he's not going to get cracking on it right away because he's got stuff to do with Warner Brothers. So he basically it was about how this Wonder Woman thing, it could take us a while to get another female-led superhero film. It might not be, like, next year or yeah. whatever. You know? Also of note, this came, like, he wrote this before Wonder Woman debuted. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what he asserted so far so good on that front because yeah. it ran after that. Right. And then it was edited in there. So, yeah. And we've already heard a little bit, and what this is true or not, we don't know. Yep. But we've already heard that maybe some of these reshoots might focus a little bit more on Wonder Woman because she did so well. Now it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and also, Joss Whedon wrote a Wonder Woman movie uh, before he was going to direct it, and he's a big Wonder Woman fan, and I know that Zach also loves Wonder Woman, so so it makes sense mm -hmm. to put more of her into it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's another piece that I talk about right here that kind of flies in the face of that. Um, I, I actually kind of believe that they might wait a little bit on Warner, or Warner Brothers and DC might wait a little bit on Justice League to see who kind of gets received better and maybe figure out where they can go from that. Aquaman's already coming. Yep. And from everything we're seeing so far, people love Aquaman from the trailers. Yep. But maybe on what we get as far as like a, a Barry on Flash or something like that, where that's coming from, maybe they're going to wait on that and see, oh, well, where should we go next? Well, Suicide Squad might begin filming next year if Joel Kinnaman has anything to say about it. So Joel Kinnaman, who plays Brick Flag in the first Suicide Squad, stated that a sequel might begin filming next year. As far as I know, this is what he said, as far as I know, they're waiting... The writing script, and I think the plan is to shoot it sometime in 2018, but that could change. Um, and then he goes on to say, I definitely think I'll be back for it. Nothing super uh, nothing super concrete there. Yeah. But uh, apparently he's still going around saying that a sequel's coming. And that 2018, what do you think? It made a lot of money, so it makes sense that they're making another one. Yeah. Um, they need to announce... Who's writing it? Who's directing it? Mm. Uh, we know the cast. You know, the cast is staying, mm. apart from some people that ate it. And then a couple probably new faces. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing really concrete in the statement, so there's nothing really concrete that I can say about it. Yeah. But 
I'm not surprised that it would go into production. He even um, says, but that could change. Yeah. In his statement. Hopefully we get a, like a solidified slate at Comic-Con this year because we don't really know. It seems like the DCEU is kind of in flux with yeah. just the characters that they're choosing to run with. So it makes sense to, like you said, wait for Justice League. The only thing we have so far is Justice League and Aquaman, right? Yep. Justice League comes out this year in November. Aquaman comes out in 2018. Yep. And that's all we got. Yep. So I a slate's got to be coming at some point. Yeah. And I think... Well, some, and Reeves' Batman movie, that's going to be coming. Yeah. I mean, we know that we a lot of things... We just don't have a date. We know that a lot of things are in well, the works we know, or happening yeah. or announced. But that one's far. Yeah. That one's probably the most concrete out of anything else that we've heard. And you know that in a universe with Batman, they're going to try to come out with a Batman movie. Right. So at this point, if Batman came out, it would be the sixth movie in this universe. So, yep. which, I mean... Batman v Superman is kind of a Batman movie. But, it is very much a Batman movie. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think Suicide Squad is going to begin filming next year? Would that make sense to you? Like you said, it made a lot of money. Next year, it doesn't make sense, no. Yeah. Because they, I, I, unless they have a whole team working on this thing, then no, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, they could always just write it in six weeks. Yeah, well, you know. I don't think they're going to do that again. Yeah, I, I would be Seemed hard to be pressed. a big talking point. I'd be hard-pressed to say they'd do that again, too. Maybe yeah. they'll give them eight weeks this time. Who knows? Well, that's all you need, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it didn't make a lot of money, but I think they could hold off on it for a little while. Um, it doesn't seem like the one that they need to return to Yeah. at any point. They have a lot of characters, a lot of mouths to feed, and if anything, you think they would try to return to this Wonder Woman well as soon as possible. Yeah, a lot of big characters that aren't getting anything. Yeah, and we still don't know anything about Green Lantern. So, yeah, we don't even know if he's in the universe. So well, we know been, he's in the universe. We've been getting know. casting rumors for like two years now. Yeah. So, we'll and see. the fact that we could be getting two Suicide Squad movies before we get a sequel to Man of Steel, which started the universe, yeah, and a straight up movie for Flash, Cyborg, it's it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you like Logan? I do. I yeah. love Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Logan. It's a good movie. Yeah. Logan. It is. Well, James Mangold, who directed Logan, mm, is did. apparently slated to direct a Disorder remake. Mm. Disorder came out in 2015 to critical acclaim. James Mangold of Logan is slated to direct the reboot, and Taylor Sheridan, screenwriter of Sicario and Hell or High Water, wrote the script. Mangold was really excited about this picture after, after reading the script and decided that he wanted to be on board with it. He signed on right away. He's excited, so... I think we should be excited as well. Okay. Wanted to work in some, you know, not big blockbuster news. Taylor Sheridan, Sicario, one of our favorite movies. I don't know how many times we got to say that, but it was one of our favorite movies of the year it came out two years ago. Yeah. And Heller Water, Heller High Water. Heller Water. Had a lot of Oscar nominations last year, including Best Picture and Best Screenplay. Yeah. And it was great. Adapted Screenplay, I think. I'm not sure. It was one of the two. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. Got some acting nods as well. Feels like a dream team. Uh, I have not seen Disorder. And neither have I. I was going to say. Neither I, have I. I doubt that you've seen it. I haven't even, I haven't even heard it. Yeah. I heard about it. Nope. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Which makes sense why they would remake it. Yeah. Because nobody's probably seen this movie. Yeah. I mean, now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. So. See what's happening. Maybe it'll be on our next What You've Been Watching. Yeah. Yeah. We should. We should. But watch I mean, I'm excited moment. for whatever Mangle wants to do. I'm on board. Yeah. He's proven himself that he can do whatever he wants yep. as a project. I mean, the dude made a superhero western movie, and it was awesome. It was. So, so awesome. yeah, he can do whatever he wants. And and Taylor Sheridan, same deal. So. Yeah. All right. 
Good or garbage? Good or garbage? Good or garbage? And for those of you who don't know, Good or Garbage is a segment that we do every week in which we talk about the trailers from the previous seven days. And based on those trailers and what we know about the films, we discuss whether or not those movies will be good or garbage. Mm. First up, Marvel's probably most baller trailer yet. It is. It is super baller. Baller, yo. They're Black ballers. Panther. Hope you like getting bald. Black Panther. Yep. So Black Panther is introduced in Captain America's Civil War. That is how they pronounce it. He's getting his own movie, and it looks pretty badass. God. It looks great. Yeah. It looks so great. Ryan Coogler of Creed. Man. Fruitvale Station. Two great movies. This looks like it could be a third. Yep. It's one of the... It's probably the best trailer I've seen for a Marvel movie to date. We got three movies coming within a certain amount of time for Marvel. Um... And two of those movies have had perfect trailers. And the other one is Spider-Man. Yeah. That is so odd. But based on I, the trailers alone, I am the least excited about Spider-Man. Easily the least excited. Yeah, because the, tr- the like, Thor Like, if trailer, you asked me, like, you can't see one of these, I'd be like, easy money. I will not watch Spider-Man. Because it feels like we've already seen it. Yeah, it does. And also... Unfortunately. Maybe even if I haven't seen anything for it, I would pick these ones. Yeah. Because we've already seen Spider-Man as well. Right. I mean, we've seen Thor, but I don't think we've seen him like this. We have never seen him like this, except and, for in that Daryl video. <laughs> and we have not seen Black Panther. And Taika Waititi and Ryan Coogler excite me infinitely more. John Watts. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. February 16th, 2018. Although I respect your love for Kevin Bacon, which is also <laughs> shared here on this show. Yeah. But yeah, The Coog. The Coog is making a dope movie. February 16th. The... The good movies coming out earlier and earlier every year. I'm assuming this is going to be good. Uh, yeah. I think we are finally in the true golden age of, of these superhero movies. movies. Yeah. Like, we, we've we been running with nothing short of great, bar Guardians 2, for a while now. And yeah. I'm very excited about what's to come. Hopefully Spider-Man blows me out of the water. Hopefully they've saved a lot of what makes that movie entertaining and what makes yeah. it great. There's some TV spots. Because so I've seen a lot of action. A bit of that. Yeah. But I don't think that that's this film's strong point. I mean, it's great. I don't either. Like most Marvel films, the action is great. Uh, so so I think that they're saving you know what makes this individual film special. Hopefully. I was going to hold off Hopefully. on it. Because I want to talk about it a little bit. Because I love Spider-Man, and we only got a few but more weeks. Freaking Black Panther! We only it's got a few more great. weeks to speculate on it. Not garbage. But you already hit on it. I, I agree. I think that the action of Spider-Man, or even the the you know the overarching story, is not as important as kind of like the character of Spider-Man, as well as I think I think the humor is going to be real spot on. I the one thing I will say about the trailers is I laughed a lot, yeah. and even these TV spots, like I still uh, TV spots. That's what we're covering. There's been a bunch of TV spots for Spider-Man in the NBA Finals, and while the NBA Finals haven't been too much to watch, the Spider-Man spots are pretty funny. There's one with DJ Khaled. That one's not funny. It's it, it's funny because DJ Khaled's in it, and it yeah. was funnier when we saw it in the bar and there was no with sound. No sound, yeah, because yeah. it's Spider-Man reacting, which yeah. is fantastic. And, I love the eyes. And Spider-Man in um, Stark Tower watching yeah. the NBA Finals. That one also, like, yeah. and then he's and then he says MJ, which is. Obviously, like a mislead, and then yep. it's Magic Johnson. Yep. So, um, but I, I don't know. I think this. 
I think everything I've seen humor-wise from this trailer, from the trailers, has been really good, and I think that's going to carry a yeah. lot of this film. But it worries me that a studio can so like directly pinpoint, like, yeah, the story's not the thing, so let's just show a bunch of that. That's my speculation. That I don't me. know if that's no, no, no. Be but true. I, I agree. That's where I, my head's at, yeah. and that scares me because I think that was Guardians too. Yeah, the very, characters were great, and it was very funny. But I thought the story fell apart, yeah. and it really didn't make a lot of sense. I so. also thought the story wasn't even just generic. It was just kind of incoherent. Yeah, it was. And I liked, I liked the movie. You did not like it. I actually I actually really yeah. enjoyed the film, and I could get past a lot of it because it just. I am hard-pressed to say I had more fun at another movie this year. I laughed so much. And that not a good movie make, no. But I had a good time. The entertainment value was sky high. I have higher expectations for Spider-Man. I think if they can at least produce a coherent story, that makes sense. And you're not sitting there like, oh, well, why are they doing this? Yeah. I but I think another problem is predictability. And you brought it up with life. Mm-hmm. And I think that if an audience knows exactly where you're going with a movie, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a cardinal sin of screenwriting. If you, If the audience knows where you're going, they're waiting for you to get there. Yeah. So, and waiting is not a good thing yep. when you're in a movie. Better to be surprised than to be let down. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm hoping, but every day it's... it's And they show so much. Yeah, so much. I'm glad that these... Way too much. One thing I'm really glad about is that these TV spots are not in the film. Like, yeah. they're the kind of their own one-off story things just for, you know, the commercials. And, and it's cool how that's set in, like, the real world, but not in the real world. And it's all about the NBA Finals. I like that because they're showing way too much. And there's a whole thing I didn't even want to cover this week where um, Michelle is played by Zendaya. Her real last name was revealed this week. Unfortunately, we know. Uh, we're not going to cover it because, first of all, it's not that big of a story. Yeah. And two, like, I don't want to spoil it for everybody who hasn't seen it. Right. I've been trying to avoid everything I can uh, as far as this movie's concerned because it's I just want to say they're throwing it into your face. Yeah. There's a lot of marketing for this movie. Yep. So... Because I've just started seeing some Planet of the Apes stuff. That comes out the week after that. Yep. And I've been seeing Spider-Man stuff nonstop for weeks. But Black Panther. Good. Okay. Cool. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. good. Also, Michael B. Jordan. I know. As a villain. I know. is so dope. He, he looks, looks really cool in this man, movie, too. Man, so, everybody looks so cool. Yeah. And I actually saw the fashion designer for the film, I guess, like, tweeted at Marvel before, like, production even started on Black Panther and was like, hey, so, like, you going to let me do the costumes? And he's like, this is like how my dream got started. Because they were like, yeah, they called him in. He did all the costume work. Costumes look freaking awesome. The sets, too? For the movie. Set design's awesome. Yeah. Andy Serkis needs yeah. to do more live action stuff. He does. I he's love, so great. I love his mocap stuff, but like his live action. Yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, him as Caesar is, is fantastic. Man. And Gollum. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Gollum and, and Bilbo sit in a room together. Yeah. It's a good, it good observation. Um, yeah. And I, and I um, really like Martin Freeman as well. I, I want him to do more stuff outside of and Sherlock. And Bozeman, man. God. Yeah. He's so insanely talented. Lupita Nyong'o. God, I love Lupita. It's, it's a loaded cast. It is. It and uh, Frost Whitaker. Wait, he's actually in this? Yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, he's like the shaman in the trailer. They show really quick. Yeah, oh, he's in okay. it. Yep. You learn something new every day. It's a big cast, man. You learn something new every day. So good, right? God, great. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. I... Have high hopes. He was my favorite part of Civil War. I know that you know you naturally gravitated towards Spider Man, but mm-hmm. I could care less. I like I just wanted more of him. Like the stunt work that went into his action was so cool. His kind of his background, I'd never even known anything about the character. 
but this guy who assumes the position of king and then is just running after this guy to kill him. I was just like, man, this is so badass. Yeah. So, yeah, it was awesome. I will say this. I think that people who, um, and this is to kind of track back on, on Spider-Man because I think this is a great too. I, I'm hitting a point right now where I'm thinking this could be one of my favorite Marvel movies yeah. ever made. With Ragnarok. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is not something I thought I would have said. I was always anticipating um, Black Panther movie because Coogler. Yep. And, and also Black Panther was easily my second favorite part of Civil yep. War. Um, and the which is crazy for a character that I knew absolutely nothing about. Yep. I didn't even know that Wakanda, I, you could have said Wakanda, and I'd have been like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this character. Mm-hmm. I know infinitely more now because I read so much today about this character. And yeah. I and it's stuff that like eagerly, like it makes me so eager to see this film. Because mm-hmm. I had no idea about like what goes into his powers and like what like populates their world and like how big of a role uh what is it vibranium like plays in their culture and stuff like that it's very cool yeah and uh kevin feige was talking a little bit about it and he said like the interesting thing about going with black panther is that like unlike guardians unlike thor unlike these big movies it's earth but it's earth like it's it's as um like different as all of those movies because it's a culture that like we're not accustomed to seeing on screen no, it did. It looked very much otherworldly. It yeah. seems like Marvel has now entered into this whole other really cool visual sphere where things look different. Like for a while, it looked Marvel Netflixy. Everything kind of had the same aesthetic, and I don't mind that. Like yeah. it, it looks cool. I like the way things were shot. But now it seems like we're kind of in this extraterrestrial space that I really enjoy. It started with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, two, and then Thor Ragnarok looks very similar to that. And this aesthetic, while it's not quite the same yeah it's a little closer to yeah Marvel Netflix, especially in the beginning yeah with uh, the interrogation it seems to have those two to those two juxtaposing sides yep. there and i think wakanda is going to be very much that otherworldly start of marvel and then you have your kind of real world stuff yeah with andy sergis mark martin freeman that kind of thing but it's cool it's very it's very like culturally interesting for the time we live in now it's, it's mm-hmm. it seems like it's going to be their most important movie which yeah. isn't like it's not saying a lot like these are fun movies about like the avengers and people flying around and stuff yeah. but but that's cool that there's actually going to be like something inherently interesting built into the plot of this film, which has been missing. Do you think it's going to say anything? Like, I think make a statement. I think the Coogler wouldn't sign on if it didn't. Okay. Because Fruitvale Station and Creed definitely did. They oh, yeah. screamed these kind of things, and I think even this trailer makes more of a statement than Marvel's ever made with their films. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I just feel so like I Marvel definitely think so. might want. And that's to also that down that's also with DC. I think that they finally just said something important, like culturally with Wonder Woman, and you know it's yeah. it, it's hard to do that with a white guy that flies in the air and a white guy that dresses like a bat. It's hard to, you know, you can go, like, yeah. so, like societal issues and things like that, but it's hard to, like, really get into culture. I think, and this is one of the things that Batman v Superman struggled with, is that it had a lot of things to say, mm-hmm. and it maybe couldn't focus on the one thing that, you know, that people could connect with. Yeah. And then... And also, that's a lot of heady, philosophical yeah, not, issues. Exactly, not yeah, exactly. Not culturally charged type Yeah, of it's not themes. specifically people. And I think that Wonder Woman was specifically people, specifically women, and this seems specifically like African culture. And it's, yeah. it's exciting. It's, it's exciting cool. that we're getting to super that zone cool. where these movies are not simply, like, action fair. Okay. Like, even with a company that's been accused of that, mm-hmm. is that now it's something bigger. Yeah, I agree. This doesn't feel... 
super marvel to me. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the aesthetic in the beginning, the things that don't take and place I think in Wakanda. You, I think you need both. Yeah. Yeah, because Thor is the opposite. You know, it's not, like, culturally, but it's it's the marvel that, like, you know, it doesn't make you think, but it makes you laugh, and it makes you have a good time. Yeah. Because I will say this. The Civil War, when we watched Civil War, we came back, and we had heated arguments about, yeah, like, which about side. how you were wrong. I That's remember. not what happened. You admitted later you were wrong. Okay, I... There's a whole thing I'm not going to get into. A whole thing about how Bobby's it. wrong. And Thunderbolt, later he admitted that he was wrong. I did not realize that Thunderbolt Ross, when the first time I watched it, had as big of a role in like basically controlling the Avengers as he yep. did. And that was that was bull. But my whole thing was that I do think that there should be a governing body over the Avengers. Eh, Whatever. Thunderbolt Ross thing was like his main argument. So, but It fell apart at the seams. It, it, the movie definitely makes you have to agree with Captain America. But there is interesting things. Should they be governed? Shouldn't they be governed? I thought that was cool. If this can do something, but like, not like superhero type of, um, you know, logic or politics, but actually real world type of politics, I think that there's definitely a capability for them to say something here. I agree. Yeah. So good. Great. I'm really excited for it. I want to do Spider-Man real quick because it's going to be the last time we're going to be able to talk good or garbage before it comes out. It comes out July 7th. One thing I'll say, and this is, um, is I heard one of our buddies talking about Talk it. Talk like 90% Spider-Man this Black Panther hour. No, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't like think so. Wearing the shirt. We just got to bring Spider-Man out. Wearing the shirt. All right. So I heard our, I overheard our buddies talking at the bar the other night, and he was saying that he thinks that this Spider-Man movie could be the best Spider-Man movie yet. And I think for people who aren't in the sphere, who aren't talking or about these movies or aren't seeing every little thing that comes up and they see you know, whatever sort of promotional material that happens to catch them on YouTube or or on TV during the NBA Finals or whatever, I think maybe they could think that they might have a lot less to go off of than we do. If you see everything, then you've seen a lot, I think. I mean, I can't say that for sure, but it seems to me like we can map out this movie. Yeah. But maybe if you haven't, I think it might be there to be more enjoyable for other people. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But... Uh, the argument against that is that the problem with the things that have been shown in this trailer are things that have not surprised me in the slightest. They're things that I can draw immediate comparisons to, even other Spider-Man films. Oh, yeah. Uh, the plot beats are very generic that I've seen if it does follow that formula, and I think that people would pick up on that if it was shown in the movie as it is in the trailer. Yeah. And it's hard to deceptively like cover up entire plot portions like, from your trailer to your movie. Like, it's hard to trick an audience with trailers like that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that we need to see, like, a, a, a different rendition of Spider-Man. I mean, maybe after this we might. Yeah. We might be all see, Spider-Man. See, I'm there. Out. I think You're we already definitely there. need it. Yeah. I think after five films, I th- I'm infinitely more excited about, and this isn't a game podcast, but the Spider-Man game, because it is way different than anything we've seen before, and I think it is so still core Spider-Man from what I've seen that I think that they could have gone that route. Yeah, and it, and it tells a story about an older Spider-Man, which I know is not where they wanted to go with it, yep. but it's an interesting storyline. If it was Spider-Man with a family, he's already married and settled in, at least that's the rumors. We don't know um, exactly yeah. where that falls yet, but that's the rumors that he was an older Spider-Man. That would have been an interesting take, and I'm glad that you did bring it up because I think that that's something they didn't really feel like they took a lot of risks. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily... Spider-Man's kind of just like comfort food for people. It's essentially... It's a character who we know and, and we like. And I think, you know, they've done so many different iterations of, of you know, cartoons and comic book series after so long. And the character really... I mean, there's different 
really weird iterations of the character, but overall, he's basically been the same dude for a long time. So I think people just want to see a fun adventure with him, and I, I think it's in the nuances where this film's going to win people over, and I think there's going to be different things in there, and if they can change enough to make it feel refreshing and unique, then I think it will be cool. I don't think adding Iron Man is enough to do that. Yeah, I don't um, think so either. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm still saying good. I'm an optimist, and I have to say good because I'm a Spider-Man fan. We spent a lot of time on that, so let's move on. Yep. Cars 3. That movie comes out next week. better, though. Cars 3 comes out next week. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. comes out next month. I'm sorry. No. Is it June? Oh, I might have wrote July 16th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's June 16th. Well, you know what? Checking the facts. Checking the facts. Yeah, I'm on it, but I'm 95% sure. Yeah, I thought it was next week, too. I uh, must have wrote down July on accident, but that's June 16th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, um... Cars yep. 3? June 16th. The third movie so, in the week. Cars trilogy. And now i got to watch Cars 1 and 2 before then. You do. Well, you have to watch Cars 1. <laughs> yeah. The only the only uh, Pixar movies I've yet to see. Yeah. So. Car- I love Cars 1 yeah. so much. It hurts that you haven't seen it. Yeah. Like, watch it. Watch okay. it tonight. Okay. I'll give you the movie. Okay. Um, Your little Pixar collection. Yeah. It's, you- man, it's great. I love it. Where do you fall on the on this trailer in comparison to the other trailers? And what do you think this movie is going to be like? I like it. I like that they're taking a different approach and that they're not going like super out there spy movie like they did with the second one. Um, they're taking what made the first one great and they're adding, you know, he's older now. It's it's very Rocky Four meets Cars. And it's it feels like something that's been done. And I don't know. I don't know where I feel, like how I feel about Cars 3. Uh, I like the cast a lot. I love all the characters from the original Cars. I'm glad that they're coming back. Um, but it feels very, I don't know. It feels very detached from the kind of big steps that Pixar is usually known for. And and I don't know exactly what makes this film unique. And that kind of worries me a little bit. Because it feels like a story that I've already heard within the Cars universe. Uh, in the first movie uh, like a little minor spoiler uh there's a character that has been a racer before and he in a way like mentors lightning mcqueen teaches him a little bit about what racing meant to him back then and like what it means now that was very prevalent in the first movie and that feels like the direction they're going now but with lightning and i think that switching characters but keeping that same kind of motif doesn't feel like enough of a jump uh especially enough to warrant a third film and maybe it's just to kind of put a bow on what was a great start to a trilogy that uh, lost it a little bit in the middle. Mm. And I know that, um, oh, gosh, uh, what's his name? Pixar head? John yeah. Lasseter? Yeah, Lasseter. Uh, I know Lasseter has like a real soft spot in his heart for cars. He, he loved the idea like since its conception, and he really loved the first movie. Loves all the money that Mark, that the uh, the toy manufacturers yeah. make for these. He definitely loves that too. Yeah. But but I mean, he's I'm not, I can't never been a guy who's had to worry about money yeah. <laughs> since since the beginning of Pixar. So I think that him being excited about this movie helps me a little bit because I was a little worried about Toy Story three because I felt that uh, oh like it seemed to be kind of treading similar ground. Mm. But Toy Story three was fantastic. Yeah, and it definitely did a lot of things new. Yeah. So I'm hoping that him being excited like he's an artist first, and I think a businessman second from what I've seen yeah. in all his interviews. So him being excited, yeah, it, it motivates me a little bit. Yeah. 
Because I think it's easy to tell when people like that are kind of faking it for the money. I've liked the trailer so far, so I'll say that. I think yep. this last trailer was probably my least favorite out of all of them. Oh, you don't like the song? No, I like the song. It's just it's just a whole trailer. I don't know. It felt a little... It felt like it was marketed towards parents and not yeah. towards the kids of the, that this movie's yeah, going to be sense. seen. Um, but the other two felt like marketed towards me, like specifically. Like I was like, man, like young adults, whatever. Anybody can come watch this movie. Yeah. And they could have just put Owen Wilson's name and you're in the, you're in the chair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Everyone's gone through their Owen Wilson phase. Yeah. I'm still in it. I've been in it since yeah. 2006. Never left it. Hope I never do. Or whenever Wedding Crashers came out. I love Owen. And, uh, and Army Hammer. Yep. Got to find that guy more work, man. Yeah. Um, and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Glad he's doing stuff. <laughs> and Larry the Cable Guy. Let's not forget about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Um, if not for Pixar's track record, obviously yeah. Cars 2. I think it's going to be Critically, and I can't speak to it, but critically didn't go the way that Pixar probably would have wanted it to. Yeah. Um, it's, and I, I like what I've seen. And I've laughed a consistent amount through mm. all these trailers, yeah. especially the uh, like test part or whatever yeah. when he's running. They're yeah, like, yeah. you're off the track. The simulators. You're going to murder people. <laughs> but a movie that I'm infinitely more excited about from the same studio, yep. Coco. And we Coco. got a new trailer for that movie this week as well. And we'll probably see it running in front of Cars 3. Yeah. I'd be no, we definitely absolutely will. shocked if we didn't. Yep. That movie comes out on November 22nd. I think we see Black Panther there too. I don't know. It's PG-13. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. It's not like John Wick or anything. I mean, we'll definitely see Spider-Man. Easy. Yeah. Easy Spider-Man. I, I don't know we'll if we'll see both. See. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps. I think so. Perhaps. I mean, Cars is, uh, is huge. Cars is ginormous. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting a large audience there. And a yeah. lot of that audience is going to want to see a different movie. So, I think that putting that in there, you know, yeah. helps. Especially when you got a white guy swinging around on webs. They do have a lot of time, too. Yeah. To plug Black Panther before then. I mean... And it's cool that kids are... Like, able to attach to these different heroes now. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That it's not just white heroes or just, like, and white men specifically that mm-hmm. are filling the screens. I agree. I saw so many, like, little girls dressed as Wonder Woman. That's really cool. And yeah. I think that I Or Star Wars with Ray. Yeah. And I guarantee the same thing's going to happen with Black Panther. Oh, yeah. And that's long overdue. We need yeah. that. Yeah. And Black Panther character just seems super cool. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a character that's just kind of, like... You know, whatever we need, we need somebody to fill a demographic. Get that dude yeah. into a truck. Yeah, that Come seems right to be the Marvel move, though. Yeah, like, I feel like I've seen Captain America do that too. Yeah, well, he like kicks people in the yeah. trucks, but that he's one's just tossing people, in. dude. And then he backflip kicks. Dude gets shot. Yeah, like multiple just, times. Just bows up. Yeah, that also happened in Civil War. The helicopter. You just. I do not recall. Yeah, I do not recall. He bows. But Coco Chadwick fall. Boseman bows up. All right, I gotta give it to the guy. Mm-hmm. Coco follows a twelve-year-old boy named Miguel who sets off on a chain of events relating to a century-old mystery leading to an extraordinary family reunion. Also, kind of, not kind of, very culturally very. different. Yeah. Yep. Um, dealing with a lot of uh, Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. Indeed. And uh, See. And it looks really cool. And also Gabriel Iglesias, I guys in it. So. Oh, he is? Yeah. Okay, cool. And yeah, they, I know that they have a very non-white cast. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Which is cool. Yeah, not whitewashing this movie. Yeah. When it's animated. Even though you races. wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Unless it was like Jeff Bridges or something. <laughs> you can always tell when it's that guy. Yeah. It's all um, the same I'm thing. very excited for this movie. Oh, man. I'm more excited for Coco than I've been in for a Pixar movie probably yeah. since Inside Out. Yeah. My favorite Pixar movie is still a Toy Story. And I am so much more excited for Coco than I am Toy Story 4. Yeah. Um, it's hard to imagine, like, 
I'm trying to think of a movie that Pixar has done even recently that would have been like, man, this feels close. Because it actually took me a while to see Up. Like, I didn't see it in theaters. Okay, neither did I. Um, and I'm not sure why. I don't know if that was something with the marketing that it didn't hit me the right way. Yeah, I just don't remember seeing a lot for it. Yeah, and then I saw it, you know, after. It's fantastic. But but movie like Coco, like, I think the last Pixar movie, I was like, man, this, like, was probably Inside Out. Yeah. And I think that if these were together, I'd be more into Coco. I think that there's something, I don't know, there's something about it. I don't know, dude. Your boy Bill Hader, though. It's it. Oh, man, I do love Bill. So. Boo. Uh, boo. But yeah, there's like Coco feels like a very different movie. It feels and it feels different than the things that they've been pushing out Stop there lately. I'm different. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool, man. Like it doesn't seem as and that dog, the derp dog. Yeah. I love the characters already. That's yeah, something that like especially the, the guitar, the guitar player. Yeah, that's something that Pixar nails. Is that even in two minutes you can fall in love with a character? Well, their shorts, their shorts are some of the best things. That's that they true. Put out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and they're. Piper just won the Academy Award last year for Best Animated Short. Yeah, and so. that, it, it, it didn't even talk. Yeah. It's just cute. But Miguel does talk. Piper's the best thing they put out and last I like... year. What else came out last year? Um, uh, Finding Dory. Oh. Two. Is that it? Or Finding Dory. And um, there might have been something else. Okay. I don't know, though. I don't think so. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's definitely better yeah. than Finding Dory. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love Got Miguel it. already. Like, I'm excited to go on this adventure and with him. And his goober dog. Yeah, and his goober dog. They're both <laughs> little goobers. Yeah. Like, ah, it's great. Yeah, and I and I like that, like, he gets to see his family in the afterlife and stuff like that. Sounds That's already hit me in the feels, mm-hmm. that he gets to visit them. Um, and then he's kind of on this adventure to get back. It's it's really cool. Like, it's, it's going to be very, like, generational, which is wonderful. Yeah. I think that Toy Story nails that. Mm-hmm. I think it could easily be the best animated movie of the year, like best the best picture winner for best animated film at the yeah. Academy Awards. I don't see anything else right now that's gonna like, yeah, really vie for that what's, spot at this point. What's Disney Animation up to? They got anything up their sleeves? You know what? I'll work on it. Let's keep yeah, yeah. Let's keep moving. But yeah, good, good. Oh, not yeah, cabbage. Great. All right. Yeah. All right. Tom Cruise. He's back again. Shady's back, back, back. And he's back with uh, Doug Liman. Edge of Tomorrow director, in a movie called American Made, which trailer dropped this week. And it is the real story of a pilot who lands work with the CIA as a drug runner in the South during the 1980s. And he was kind of a shady, shady dude. Nothing. And, Nothing. Not, and everything on the horizon is two sequels and a movie I haven't heard of. So. Okay. Yeah, Coco, man. Coco you heard it here first. Day. Best animated picture oh, of the Oscars. Yeah. Oscar prediction episode. Unless there's a, unless there's a sneaky one. Yeah. Like a... Like a Miyazaki type, like a Studio Ghibli type, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, those always come in. out. Yeah. Or a little Prince type. You never yeah. know. Or um, whatever DreamWorks is working up. Probably not them, but yeah. Well, DreamWorks, DreamWorks puts out some stuff. Yeah, but like recently, they I feel like they've been missing a lot. Yeah, who's um, the the company that uh, put out like Box Trolls and oh, Leica. Like yeah, Leica. I don't know what Leica's doing. Not I mean, this year. Yeah, it takes them say, like ninety years to I make was a movie. Say, I mean, with what Kubo was last yeah. year. But the best part about Leica is they have said, we are never making a sequel to our movies. They are always one and done. We yeah. want to keep, like, adapting Well, so evolving. far, I haven't seen a movie with them that, like, we should see, like, a sequel. Like, I feel like the stories have been told. Yeah. Kubo, the story's been I feel told. like Coraline, there could be something there. Maybe. But I feel like it wrapped up pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, do- it definitely did. Yeah. I mean, Toy Story 1 wraps up nicely. I just think that, like, there's possible That's you true. could go somewhere with the... I'm not inherently against world. sequels. Yeah. I'm not inherently against them, but you know it's cool that they decided that they want to broaden the horizons and do yeah, new things. But it does 
it ups creativity when you're thinking of a new project. And yeah. does it always work? No, it doesn't. Sometimes no. you put out something and it's not good. Like they been, have yet to put out something that's not yeah, good though. Yeah. So, but American Made, true yep. story. Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Doug Liman, mm-hmm. Drug Runner, Airplanes, Pablo Escobar. Man, he's they've been doing a lot of Pablo Escobar stories. Yeah, uh, they did one with Brian Cranston last year, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. There's obviously there's also yeah. the Narco series. Narcos, yep. So, what are you thinking? I think it's going to be garbage. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I do not like the trailer. I love the trailer. Okay. Yeah, I do not like it. Um, Lyman, I heard a lot about his newest film, Messina, and I heard that, like, there ain't enough there to, to keep you. Like, yeah. there's, you know, it's the the very kind of concept of it sounds interesting, but it, it misses on the execution. It feels very much like a movie that seems to be going that route, and it seems like a Tom Cruise movie I've seen a million times before, and it feels very much like uh, War Dogs and stuff like that. And I'm kind of over it. I'm over these kind of action movies. They're not for me, I don't think. Like, there, there was nothing in this trailer that was like, man, like, this is a movie I got to see. So, okay. so I know in the segment of Good or Gabbage, there's only two options. Yep. There's Good there are. and there's Gabbage. Yep. But if it was like a spectrum, like a wider spectrum of things, okay. would you still say it's garbage? Or would you be like, I just don't think it's for me? Or somewhere in between, like, I don't think I'm going to like this a lot, or I think it's going to be absolute trash. No, I think it's going to be garbage. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you wow. pick you pick the best things for a trailer, and nothing here impressed me. Okay. So. I, I'm i a sucker for these kind of based on true story type of things. And even, even War Dogs, which I'm not a huge fan of, like, I enjoyed my time with it. Like, I, we, I went, and I didn't come out, like, I came out a little disappointed, but I wasn't like, man, I really wasted two hours of my life. And I don't know. It's it's tough. Um, I see where you're coming from, but I feel like I'm on the opposite end of this. September 29th, though, not super inspiring. It seems like September is kind of that weird mix. Late August and September is kind of that weird mix. Mm-hmm. You know, after the summer movies where they're not really putting out things in prime time, and kind of still a little pre-Oscar season because that feels like it doesn't really start heating up until October. And November, December specifically. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I give you that. I'll give you that. But I, the trailer hit me, man. Okay. The trailer hit me. So Doug Lyman and and Tom Cruise, and and I really I really like Party Tom Hall Gleason. I like. I him. do like. Party I like Dom him Hall. dancing. Yeah. I like him dancing. He needs to dance more. I love Dom Hall, and I, that's the one part of the trailer where I was like, man, yeah. I, I want to see more movies with Dom Hall. Yeah. I'm over Tom. Like I love the fuck guy, but I don't like. I'm over for right now. I need a break. Yeah, Tom does everything, man. He does, yeah. and it's getting to be too much. There's these actors that do too much too quick, and I think that now it's starting to show that they're doing too much too quick because they're signing on to everything, and a lot of things aren't hitting. So I think there's going to be another miss. Top Gun 2, though. Top Gun 2, though. Yeah. Man. Talk about uh, really robbing the creative bank. Yeah, I agree. Top I agree. Gun 2. And he's going to be a mentor. American Made is one of those movies. Give it an Oscar. If they make it well. If they make it well enough, it could be really, really good. But those, um, based off true story films, for me, they're always, there's a lot of very, very okay. There's a, that's, a, that's a big, big chunk of them. Yeah. And then there's a few that are like, man, these are really, really good movies. I agree. At this point, I'm probably leaning more towards the okay, but I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it so far. Okay. I'm willing to give it more shots. Okay. I'm willing to give it more shots. So, as we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our guilty pleasure movies. Okay. So, first of all, I want to... 
I don't want to make fun of any websites okay. at this point. I do have an idea of how to how to run this though. How to run our guilty pleasures, which I'll talk about as you do okay. your research. Okay. Um. Well, not research. I oh. just something I want to talk about because okay. if you Google guilty pleasure movies, there are some garbage lists for guilty pleasure movies. And I just want to go over this real quick because mm-hmm. it it actively angers me. Actively, as a man who makes lists, have you ever made me. a garbage list? Oh yes, hundred mm. percent. Okay. I will not tell you where I made it or for what, for what website, but... Pretty sure we've already said who we work for. Yeah, well, I've, I've written for a couple places. So. Yeah, nope, one big one. And I've also blogged on my own a little bit, so, that, you know, it's possible. Um, oh, on every blog that isn't our blog? <laughs> <laughs> All right, got me. Senior blogger yeah, over me. here. Yeah, me. Um, there's some really good movies on some of these. I'm not going to say who it was, but... Some of them... Some of them make a little sense. Yeah. I agree. Roadhouse makes a little sense. Yeah, Roadhouse is... It is a movie about Patrick Swayze kicking everyone on Earth in the face, which does sound great, and it is great, yes. but it is also poop. Yes. But The Goonies? <laughs> yes. The Breakfast Club? You skipped one. <laughs> what was number two? Independence Day? Oh. I can get where people would say that's a guilty pleasure yeah. movie. No, but I think generally... It's not the best movie. I think generally people agree that like yeah. people like it. Also, I don't want to run this whole list, because maybe some of mine appear on this list. Okay, I just want to go over some that are... Some very notable on, ones. Okay. Ghostbusters. Got it. Not yeah. a guilty pleasure movie. No, no absolutely not. widely regarded. Is it really good? The Princess Bride? Yeah. Is and, widely regarded as one of the best films of all time. Yeah. And Spaceballs. I very much respect Spaceballs. Since I've been little, I've gotten a little detached from Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. But no. It's it's so well made. Yeah. Um, Gladiator. Let yeah. Me, let me say, Gladiator. Gladiator is one of the best movies. Of this 21st century. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I would say ever. And I would say it could be in that conversation. One of the best of Ridley Scott's filmography. Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. Karate Kid. Karate Kid is dope. Yeah. I don't want to hear this. And Pat Morita won an Academy Award for that role. Mm-hmm. Also, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Love Edward Scissorhands. I can understand where Titanic is coming from. Yes, but it's also... It's like nine hours long, and it should be like an hour. Yeah. There's just... Yeah, there's yeah. Jurassic Park. Paint Me Like a French Girl, Boat Sinks. It's like 10 minutes. That's the whole movie. Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's bullcrap. Jurassic Park. Three Amigos. Three <laughs> Amigos. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Again, one of the greatest movies ever made. Steven Spielberg hates Raiders of the Lost Ark. Maybe it's one of his guilty pleasure movies. I'm Apparently just saying, it's not, he, he, he does not like it. Like it. Yeah. yeah. And Wedding Crashers. One of the greatest movies ever made. I do love Wedding Crashers. Yeah, me too. Yep. Also, I don't think it's a guilty pleasure movie, but uh, obviously I was kidding. It's not yeah. One of the ever also, comedy is subjective. Yes. So. I'd say it's one of the better modern comedies. It's If I were to construct the best comedies of the 21st century, and depending on how big that list was, without thinking about it, I would say it's, you know, it's in my top 50 for sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. So you said you had some ideas on how to run this list. I Because I just put down a bunch of my guilty pleasure movies. I think we should list them and talk some notables. Or talk all of them if the list isn't that long. Okay. Uh, I have... I got paper. Okay. You go I have... Way. I'll do this so you can't cheat. I have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... I have ten Guilty Pleasure movies. And one of them I don't really count because I think it's a good movie, even though people have, don't like it. I have eight. Okay. I have eight. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Okay. You want to so, go first? Yes. Real quick, I want to say how we constructed yeah, I this... wanted to go second. ...is basically... Uh, no, go first. No, I know. Okay. I said got him. Oh, okay. Made you go first. Well, got me. Got eight. me good. Okay, how we constructed this list is we took movies that were essentially not um, reviewed very well. And that's how we did Guilty Pleasure I think Pleasure we have movies. a similar movie. I think we have one. Okay. But, but we'll see. But if they were not reviewed well and we really liked them, that's how we did it. Yep. Obviously, that 
not necessarily the full definition of guilty pleasure movie, but try coming up with an actual definition of guilty yep. pleasure movie. Yeah, that's hard. So that's what we did. First movie. Run the list. Van Helsing. Mm. We've actually talked about this movie we on have. the podcast before. Yep. Basically, I was looking at movies I owned. Okay. Because I actually Fair own enough. Van Helsing. I like Hugh Jackman. It is not on my list. Uh, I And also, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these movies I've seen surprisingly recently. recently. Okay. okay. In fact, all of them I've seen surprisingly recently. Okay. Yep. But yeah, I, I agree. I also haven't seen Van Helsing in a while, but we talk about it so much that I feel like it's just got to be on my list. We do talk about it more than, than maybe any it should be talked people about. Yeah. yeah, ever talk about it. More than Hugh Jackman ever talks about it. Yeah. Um, oh, he loves it. Old Man Helsing, that's coming next yeah. year. I also just really like Dracula type stories. Me too. I, yep. I don't know what it is about that. I just, I nerd out for that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And they didn't get us to see The Mummy. Oh, I was thinking like we'd run the whole oh, thing and the then we talk game. about the big okay. ones. Hitch. Okay. Hitch. That's one I see. What's Hitch? A lot. What's Hitch's like? Yeah, actually, no, I didn't even look at it. I did not even look at it. What is Cause, Hitch's? Because yeah, I also maybe it, maybe it actually has a good review score. That's sixty nine percent. Yeah, that's not bad. The reason I put it on especially there, though, for that movie, I, like that's higher than I would have thought, and I like the movie. The reason why I put it as that a is that is a trailer for Big Fish. Yeah, that, that is, is not Hitch. Yeah, I like uh, to point that out. Go on IMDb. Yeah, that's why we don't trust them. Yeah. Um, but the reason I put it on guilty pleasure movies is because. And that is our theme song. Yep. And the reason I put it Welcome is... Welcome back. Yeah. Hey there, everybody. And the reason why I put it as one of our guilty pleasure song, or one of our guilty pleasure movies, is because it is a chick flick. Yeah. And, and what is this going over? Uh, or an old episode, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, That's odd. It is odd. It's yeah. very odd. Okay. But the reason I put it um, as a guilty pleasure movie is because it's chick flick. And while, as you might know, I've been... You fond. love chick flicks. I've been fond of the chick like flicks. like Peter Griffin when he watches his first chick flick. You uh, love them. This is you a movie. You got a bad feeling about suicide. It, it, it can fall, and for, your, for if you're a guy, it can fall in the guilty pleasure movie. That's why I put it on my list. Okay. Oh, I like that. And chick. I mean, it's, yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right. Two movies kind of fall in the same camp. BVS is one of them. I don't count that necessarily because I think it's a good movie. Yeah. But it wasn't reviewed well. Yeah. So for that reason, I gave it the guilty pleasure okay. movie score. Fair enough. Another one. And this might cause riff in our friendship. That you like it? I that I like it. Okay. Like you might be angry that I like this movie. Is it Suicide Squad? No. Okay, then I probably no, won't no, be that. No, it's garbage. Mad. Go for That's it. It's absolute garbage. What do you movie. what do you like? And this movie is also garbage, but I really like okay. it. Okay. Batman and Robin. Oh gosh. No. And it's and you're gonna say it's because of my girlfriend. It's not. Uh, like, that's a lie. Just, it is totally because of his girlfriend. We bonded over our our mutual. No, there was none none mention of this ever beforehand. I was embarrassed before she. You're came bull, along to ever bull crap. It. I bull crap. Nope, I'm not buying that. Is, I'm buying that in the slightest. Is it good? Is it a good no, movie? No, no, it is not a good movie. But it is. Gosh, it is endlessly funny. Oh, uh, there's just not. something about it no, that is just so bad. really entertaining. Oh man. And I get no. I'm not here to to argue that it's a good uh, movie or anything like that. But no, I, I mean enjoy that, my like, time with it. It's bad to the point where it's not funny that it's bad. Like it's it's just bad. See, I, it I hasn't can't. Ca- hasn't crossed that threshold for me. For uh, me, I'm still like in the campiness. Uh, I'm still really enjoying uh, what it is. I get why hardcore Batman I fans are just just not. This I told is worse you. than you liking Suicide Squad. I, yeah, I do uh, like it. I like Will Smith in it, but uh, no money. Gosh, no money. all right. So that's that's that. Oh, it's so bad. There's no plot. I, uh, no, no, there's not. Uh, it's all a bunch of. How dare you? How dare you? I'm sorry. How dare you? That is the guilty. I made a list of movies that I love that are not reviewed well. 
Oh, well, I don't know. I just, uh, I just wrote movies that I like. Gosh. The Guilty Pleasure uh, movies. so bad. And that is the guiltiest of all the Guilty is, Pleasure movies. Oh, man. Yeah. I apologize. I don't want to do this show anymore. Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I hate you. I feel like yeah, there's nothing you can do after Batman and Robin. Uh, that's, that's awful. Man in the Iron Mask. I don't like it nearly as much as that one politician up north who quotes it and says it's his favorite movie. <laughs> it's actually like an entrepreneur who owns oh, some company. Okay, I thought yeah, he was and a he politician. Does, man in the Iron Mask quotes and dresses <laughs> like them. He's a hero among men. Um, I Yeah, and I love Leo so much. Yeah. So much. Even though he does no acting in that movie. Yeah. He's in a mask. So. Um, but... But yeah, it's one of my guilty pleasure movies. I, I've liked it since I was a kid, and I still like it today. Okay. So keep going, you terrible, terrible human. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Okay. The original. Yep. The original live action. I, I can movie. like not think anymore okay. because of that movie right. that you mentioned. Uh, Employee of the Month. <laughs> Dane Cook. Just. I've Simpson. seen that movie more than I'm proud. Yeah. So me, I don't know if that means I like it. But, me too. But it's a movie. It still makes me laugh, and I still quote it more than I ever should. And I, like, I get it. Maybe like, I just miss them. Maybe it's, I miss the quotes. Yeah. No, it's classes in about an hour. Okay, no, <laughs> I do know that one. Yeah. And um, uh, Grandma says, wash your balls. Okay, that is that is a classic line. Yeah. That is important. I think so, about that every time I take a shower. This is an 82 Honda, how dare you? <laughs> so there's there's some quotes in there. All right. Um, all right, here's one, and this is going to make sense for anybody who knows me, Spider-Man 3. Okay. Like, I hate enough. it. I hate it. But I also love. I can. It. I can like, get I it. it. Love it. I can understand it. I. I can't understand Batman and Robin. It just makes me laugh. It no. makes me laugh when they do the butt shots at the beginning uh. in their leather pants. Like I laugh. Like it just. It's so funny. Uh. To me, though, in my head, here's how I justify it: is I kind of view it as like a Batman spoof. Uh, to but me, it's not. Like there, there was no impl- Like that would be okay if they set out to make a Batman spoof. I know that they like Spaceballs. No, they they went the complete. They tried to follow Burton. Yeah. Burton made great movies, and they crapped all over them. I get that. But in my mind, I just uh, view it as a spoof, and I have a good time. Nope. So that's why, that's why I enjoy it. No. Your mind's wrong. Uh, movie's butt. Tron Legacy. Fair enough. Tron Legacy. You do love Tron. Yeah, I, I do love Tron. The, yeah. The soundtrack is phenomenal. We listened to it last night. You love great. Daft Punk. And, yeah. um, it's very techno-y. It is. That. It is. And I just I really like it. And yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The 1990 version, mm. the original. Okay, Ridge. I would contest that is a very good kids movie. I don't know. But it got bad reviews. I still really like it to yeah. this day. I think it's a good movie. Deserved bad reviews. So I also have a good time with it. I just think that yeah. it's not that great of a movie because yeah. it's not. All right. So these are all movies that I, I love. Solid. I think it's pretty solid. That have been reviewed poorly, and there's differing amounts of love throughout here. But I'm and, just gonna and trash it's either one, uh, one of them wasn't really reviewed that poorly. It's just. It, it, it had kind of a stink on it from fans, like, for a while. Um, oh. So my first one, this is a movie you and I love, and okay. we quote this movie. Like, we would argue this is a good movie. Surprisingly, it is reviewed garbage. Oh! And that is 21. We love the hell out of 21. It is reviewed, like, stink. Okay, that butt. is a good movie. All right, but yeah. It that is, is a good movie. awfully, and we love it. So yes, it is. It is. It topped my list. It was the first one I thought of because I love Twenty One. I had one that I forgot to say that's okay. in the same camp as that. Okay. I don't love it as much as Twenty One. Okay. But I think it, I think it's a good movie. Okay. Boondock Saints. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Boondock Saints reviewed poorly? Really poorly by by critics. Really? Yeah. Like Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. You, yeah, I'll totally take a look. You, you, you go a for it. You go for percent? it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Number two, this is a movie that we also both love. I don't love it anywhere near as much as 21, but it's reviewed very poorly. And that is Dude, Where's My Car? 
I love Dude, Where's My Car? And I've seen it a lot. Wow, 20. Yeah, 20 wow. and an audience score of 91%. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Boondock Saints is great. So, yes, also Boondock Saints. That was going to yeah. be on my list. But. Number three, also another movie that we love that was reviewed very bad, and that is Space Jam. I love Space Jam. I could always watch Space Jam. It's reviewed bad. When's the last time you watched Space Jam? Uh, maybe two years ago. Okay. Because I wanted to know if it holds up, because I legitimately have not seen it since, like, Does I was in Does it hold up school. as a good movie? No. Like, but did I have a good time with it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm a sucker for bugs. Like, I grew up with those Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So, like, any Bugs Bunny, I lose it. Okay. I always wanted to be Bugs Bunny. So, I love Space Jam. And, you know, Babs, what you doing, girl? All right. Uh, this one is a movie I love. I can attest that it is not the greatest movie, and it is definitely not in the upper echelon of this director's films, and that is Mars Attacks. I love Mars Attacks so much, and I've seen it a lot, and uh, and especially the um, the song at the end, <laughs> and the movie is kind of structured bad and the effects do not hold up but but i love it and it's not unusual to be loved by anyone mm. so is that a carlton quote the next one no that's a i am kidding it's a Mars all right and the next one is a series of unfortunate events this was the one it's it wasn't reviewed that poorly oh. but it had like kind of a stink on it after it came out as like a well we can't do anything more with this movie like why is it made uh people didn't like carrie's interpretation of olaf because it wasn't what it was uh, but I love the movie. I think it was it's really not funny. What it was, yeah. Uh, what it is. Uh, so yeah, that I do though. All right, this next one. I love this movie. This is the first movie I ever bought on Blu-ray. Um, because I love sword and sandal movies so much. This movie is not reviewed great, and it is also frequently trashed on the internet. And that is Troy. I like Troy. I love Troy so much. Brad is the biggest BA in that movie, and Orlando Bloom is the biggest weenie. Yeah. And I just love seeing a guy who looks like Orlando Bloom being way worse than me. So it just gives me hope. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But I mean, then it does get Helena. So. But then Brad gives me less hope because he's a beefcake. Yeah. And the coolest Nobody's guy. Brad. All right, the next one is uh, a movie that features an actor that I love more than anyone loves this actor. Uh, and that is Repo Man. I love Repo Man a lot. Uh, is it good? Probably not. Uh, but. I think that visually it's really cool, and I love Jude Law and Frost Whitaker's kind of back and forth in that movie. Mm -hmm. And the last one, Uh, this is a movie that is kind of like an our generation thing, I think. I mean, there's definitely older people that enjoy it. I think it's kind of similar to like a South Park in that kind of way, but maybe even less than South Park, and that is Jackass. Jackass is not reviewed well. Oh, yeah. But I love Jackass. Oh, so do I. And I love the first, like, I've loved every movie, like, the mainline movies that they put out. I even kind of liked Dirty Grandpa because it made me laugh about the poop scene. But the movies, man, like, they're ridiculous. And, it, like, it's it's kind of barely a movie. It's more like a documentary of these, like, idiots. But, yeah. man, it makes yeah. me laugh and I love it. Yeah, the, the show, it, it was like the show, but yeah. condensed into, like, this and better. Yeah. And better. It was, like, all the best gags. Yep. One place. Yeah. I like the movies. I yep. agree. First one, second one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my list. Okay, I wanted to crap on your movies, but your movies were, like, legitimately, like, you found more gems, I think, than I did. Mine were just, like, these are movies that I appreciate because they're me and, and whatever and, like, things I liked when I was a kid. But you, you actually found, like, I think I would argue good movies. And yeah. you would also argue good movies for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Some of them, I, I yeah. get it. 21's ridiculous. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. 
I'd have to read some of the reviews for it, I guess. Yeah. It is kind of back and forthy. I get that. I get that critique of the movie yeah. is that it's very much like, oh, we go to Vegas. Oh, we come home. Oh, we go back to Vegas. Oh, we come home. Now we're sad. Now we go back to Vegas. Yeah. So I get that, that it's not like very innovative in its plot structure. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I love it. And I love the twist. I do too. It's the only time anybody's ever gotten the better of Kevin Spacey. So usually goes the other way around. He puts heads in boxes. Horrible bosses would disagree. He kills, I don't know. Charlie definitely gets the best out of that movie. Charlie, you know, might get, get with people, so who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you found better movies than I did, on the whole. On the whole. Preparation H does feel good. Yeah. Okay, those aren't guilty pleasure movies. No. Austin Powers 1 to 3 are great, those and everybody great knows it. Films. It's one of the best trilogies ever made. Yeah. Another one, uh, So You Married an Axe Murderer. I love that movie. Is that not reviewed well? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really don't think so. Okay, I don't know. I but just, I love it. I just feel, I was always like assumed it was this cult class. I mean, I guess it is cult classic, but. Yeah. Like, I like just Boondock Saints. It, yeah. Man, That's, 20%. That blows my mind. Yeah. People, be that critics at the time, I actually did some reading on it or whatever, because uh, I it also blew my mind when I thought, when I saw it. Uh, kind of consensus at the time was that Boondock Saints took from a lot of great movies and like took pieces and bits of other great movies and never really did anything original with it. I get that. But to me, like, that still doesn't warrant, like, only 20% of the people liking this movie. Yeah. When 91% of the movie-going audience really like the movie. Yeah. There, it's one of the biggest disconnects on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, like, um, one of the highest yeah. ones on there. It's so. very, like, pop culture, like, obsessed yeah. movie. Like, they made a sequel. Like, Pulp that Fiction. That one, like, it's very, I would like, argue, is a guilty pleasure movie, if yeah. you like that. Um, yeah. Boondock Saints, on the other hand, I, I, I would just say it's a good movie. It's not my favorite movie, but I really like it. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a big fan of Boondock Saints. So, Willem Dafoe? Yep. Willem. Dafoe! All right. Well, that just wraps about yeah. our episode. Just and our wraps about. Yep. It just about up wraps and stuff. Yep. And that's our episode. So, Guilty Pleasure Movies, you now have a glimpse into our soul, and for that I apologize. Yeah. I really apologize for that one on Bobby's list. I think it's a fun no, it's not. watch. Nope. If you're not. watching it no, kind of awful. as a spoof. I can't watch it. Okay. So, nope. Well, I won't invite you over for movie night. Don't ever it. if you're playing that. Well, what about Batman Forever? No. How does that fall for you? Nope. Because I think Chris O'Donnell made a pretty good Robin. All right, we're over this. Okay. We're done. All right. I'm just saying he could have been a good Robin in better movies, like a legitimate Robin. Okay, I but guess so. Anyways, that's this. That's say that, that about a lot of people and a lot of things, but he was bad in that movie, so yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Okay. Yep. Uma Thurman's not doing it for you, I guess. Uma Thurman, very beautiful woman, and really beautiful in that movie. It's garbage. Is awful. No, it is garbage. So bad. But and also, I love those Burton movies so much, Mm. and they tarnish it. It's like having somebody come in after the two dark, after the Batman Begins Dark Knight, and then they make a really funny movie. Yeah, like where Batman's paying with a credit card and he's got butt spandex. Okay, here's my real quick. Here's my argument: is that there were so many different Batman movies in the '90s. With three different Batman actors, at this point, I didn't even see it as part of the same universe. It wasn't really the same universe anymore. It was, they kind of used the same aesthetic and they made movies with it. Batman oh. in the 60s had a very campy, Batman very in the 60s TV is shows. like a spoof on what we now know as modern Batman. That one I can agree wholeheartedly. And this was like a callback amazing. to 60s Batman. No, to it's not. Show. No, it's so much worse than what the 60s Batman television show was. There's actually like humorous elements, like smart humor in the 60s Batman television show. There is not any in this. And also, 
Uh, it's worth noting that we just had to say goodbye to a really beloved actor in Adam West. Mm-hmm. Some of the best part about the Batman 66 show is that he plays it so straight in a show that is so ridiculous. Yeah. Clooney is awful in Batman. He's He hates it now. He says it's the worst thing I've ever done. He's very bad. All the actors are very bad. The story is very bad. Like, everything that makes up a movie, it's bad. And it's not, like, parodies are supposed to have something, some kind of substance to them, like, from the source material that makes it smart, even when the humor is exceptionally dumb. And there's nothing there. And also, it was made to be a Batman movie. It wasn't made to be a spoof. No, yeah, I get that. I get that. You will never win this argument. I'm not. No, I'm not trying to argue it. Like I don't. You will never convince you don't me like of anything. No, no, no. Or if you don't to like forgive it, you for it. If you don't like it, that's fine. Nobody, nobody should have to like that movie. I agree. It is garbage. I find enjoyment out of it. Mm. And then to me, that's the definition of guilty pleasure movie. Nope. So, again, nope. you've seen into our souls. And for that, I apologize. I don't. I'm okay with my list. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Mars attacks. I love Mars Attacks. All right. Mars Attacks is better than that Batman movie. (laughs) I'm just trying to give you a hard time. Way better. You didn't give me a whole lot to work with. You didn't put the ball on the tee very much, so I'm swinging at something here. All right. But that just about does it for this week. So if you want to visit us, see more about what we've been doing, then you can check us out on Twitter, CinematicRT. Or you can see Rhino. At At R. Me everywhere at Bobby Amholt. Yep. We might not be together next episode, though, so we'll see. All right. Until then, real rift here. We'll see you guys later. You have a good week, crazies.